Welcome to Slightly Something Else, everyone. I'm Yati Crozier. I'm joined, as ever, by Marty Sleever. Hello, everyone. And uh, this week, a, f a topic I feel is more of a you topic. You probably have stronger opinions on it than me. I do, I do. You're of the opinion that Nintendo needs to reveal a stroke the next Switch. Yes. Um, and this is, uh, this is stemming uh, from a couple of things. It's stemming from the fact that we're almost at the six-year anniversary of the original Switch, which was uh, March 2017. So in March, we'll be at the six-year anniversary, which is standard-ish time for um, you know, yeah, Nintendo uh, to, to release new hardware. Yeah, it's generally the right sort of span for your average console generation. Yeah, yeah, things have sort of ebbed and flowed depending on like the PS2 had a, had a long uh, a longer tail. The Wii had a longer tail. Obviously, things like the the recession and and the pandemic yeah, yeah. can change things. But I think the, I think the 360 uh, had a pretty long shelf life. It did because well. it got it got a year jump on the other things. It was yeah. out in 2005, whereas the other ones were 2006. But yeah, six um, is, six years. That's definitely the point where a console develops its gray hairs. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just to give my perspective, I have gotten a sense that the Switch is lagging behind technologically of late. Mm -hmm. I mean, the new Pokemon is notorious for its uh, sort of basic shittiness. Yeah. And uh, Pokemon Arceus, I thought, looked very behind the times. Yeah, yeah. And even the games that, like, you just reviewed two Switch exclusives. You reviewed uh, Bayonetta 3 and. Yeah, now, uh, you, now that you mentioned Sparks it. Uh, now that you mention it, I remember saying Bayonetta 3 looks like a PS3 game. Yeah. Um, and Sparks of Hope, while I think looks really good, um, there's notable performance issues with, um, yeah, like, it, it takes a while every time you want to load a uh, menu. Like, if you open up your menu, it takes a little bit. If you open up your yeah. map, it takes a little bit. Like, these are things that should be happening instantly, but aren't. Um, See, when Pokemon Arceus looked a bit shitty, I put it down to Pokemon not having to bother pokemon feeling like it didn't have to compete i think that is true and i think that is true with uh <laughs> with scarlet and violet as well which we see from scarlet and violet uh you know they sold 10 million copies in three days it's the it's fastest selling nintendo go. game ever it it it's doubling the pace of god of war ragnarok so like pokemon's gonna be fine but part of it is just there is no competition for pokemon so they oh, don't oh, why God. try when you don't have to imagine having twice um, as much god of war ragnarok Jesus Christ! You kill yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. Don't make me think about that. I just can't. That game doesn't have an end. Let me just say, I keep playing it. I keep enjoying it. It just won't. It just won't end. But I have a know, feeling it doesn't have an ending. But you know, Nintendo has always uh, almost been proud in the way it lagged behind the rest of the industry technologically. I mean, remember how the Wii was basically just two GameCubes glued together. Mm -hmm. And it was really struggling to compete with the PS3 and 360. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember whenever shit was ported to all three consoles, the Wii would usually have an entirely separate version that felt more like a PS2 port. Yeah, which was always fun. There was like a Call of Duty game that felt it was like made specifically for this, and it, it was it's mm. a weird thing. You know, we don't really get those anymore, and we get some ports to Switch, but um, most of those ports are of like. Doom 2016 and you know games that came out the better part of a decade ago that still run kind of so I feel like a little the, bit rattly on the Switch. Yeah, so Nintendo has always not let it bother them when they're a bit mm -hmm. behind, and as yeah. to their credit, when they're making first-party games that focus mm -hmm. on the core elements rather than like the the pretty having all the pretty pixels, it's not so great for 
third-party development. And, yes. Uh, the, if the Switch has done any major thing to improve upon past Nintendo console performance, it's been the embrace of third-party developers. Yeah, specifically, I would say in the indie department. Um, you know, I know firsthand from developers and people have gone on the record and stuff of how there's this they get this massive bump when their game hits switch mm -hmm. like games have indie games have come out on other platforms and then a little bit down the road released on switch and found new life and gained a new audience and and you know went from non-profitable to profitable and you know we even see some of the most beloved uh indie games launching like exclusively on consoles on switch you know coming to pc but then like hollow knight coming out first on on switch and hades coming out first on switch um, yes, alongside so. pc and by all accounts indies seem to do pretty well on switch yeah yeah absolutely even if you look at the digital sales charts um, um they're they're you know the big ones are always near the top and so yeah, everyone um, likes being able to play hollow knight on the toilet it's a great toilet game let me tell you <laughs> it's right up there with hell pie as games that are just perfect little toilet games um, was that on the Switch? Wouldn't I don't think it was. It feels like it should be, though, because I feel like any 3D character platformer uh, should have to go to a Nintendo console. It should be legally obligated. Yeah. So I suppose um, let's accept for now the central premise that there needs to be a new Switch. Yes. Is there any precedent for Nintendo doing like the other console manufacturer thing of just bringing out a console that's just the old console but a bit more um ish yeah they've uh especially you know in the handheld uh department we had yeah, the I was about to say Game Boy advance with... and then we yeah. had the sp with the clamshell um, they did that with the ds for a while yeah yeah and we got the ds Lite, and then obviously the new 3ds which was weird because it had a few exclusive games that you couldn't play on the regular 3ds yeah. but that was like very few. Yeah, the same thing Phantom of the Night with uh, DSi. Still, um, it and... would feel very un-Nintendo to just bring out a Switch that's the same as the old Switch, but with more hardware capability to it. Well, yeah, well, I mean, we've gotten, even in this generation, we've gotten a little bit. We got the Lite, which in 2019, which um, is just handheld you know cannot be docked and, and put in a tv and then we got the switch oled which came out last fall alongside uh, metroid dread which um has a nicer screen and i think might have some fancier innards but i don't i i, I, I like that it's a little bit bigger because my hands are a little bit bigger and i, I like just having a bigger thing in my hands but other yeah, than that, yeah i've always struggled with the switch controllers yeah i mean it's not the most like comfortable ergonomic uh, yeah. uh device I've tried pro controllers, but for some reason they all got the galloping stick drift. So since then, what I've done is usually just relied on uh, taking the, I forgot what they, what they call them on the Switch, the Wiimotes. The Joy-Con. Uh, the Joy-Cons, thank you. For the moment that slipped my mind. And uh, I just like hold one in each hand without having anything to connect them. Because oh, I've put, so I've never done that before. Like, I know that was like a big selling point of like, look, I got my hands free, but I've well, never done not that. Well, it's not for motion control. It's so my hands aren't all bunched up together with a little tight <laughs> yeah, controller it's... thing. <laughs> and my fingers like bent into claw spikes to press the shoulder buttons. Yeah, it's especially funny when you, um, like I use, I don't have a pro controller. I have this little, this plastic thing that you just hook the two Joy-Con up to. Yeah, that's what it came with. That's oh, what I it use. is. It's yeah. just tiny in my hands. Um, but the main thing, 
that like as of right now like i can you know the the stuff like mario and rabbits the the load times are annoying and yes pokemon you can chalk a lot of that up to game freak and the fact that they um they they just have to have a game come out every year and this year they had to have two games come out and they don't care it's like it's gonna sell anyways um my big thing is is next year is uh in may in theory is tears of the kingdom uh the, the follow-up to breath of the wild which mm-hmm. uh you know, that'll be out about six years. I mean, if it hits the May date, it'll be a little over six years since the original. Am and I that correct? is a game. Oh, God. Am, am I right in remembering that the Wii U had a version of Breath of the Wild? It did, yeah. Breath of the Wild launched on uh, a Wii U and Switch simultaneously. See, a lot in... like how Twilight Princess launched on GameCube and Wii simultaneously. I was about to bring that up. That's an interesting pattern with Zelda games. Yeah, they, they so, tend to they tend to straddle the gap between consoles. Yeah, and Nintendo has had a like you said has has had a history of doing that. So mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be surprising uh, to see this, but like just looking at, I mean, they've shown very little of Tears of the Kingdom, but the fact that it's going to have sort of you know the no pun intended breath of Breath of the Wild, but with this you know added verticality, it's all about the skies and these these floating islands and kingdoms and stuff. And I just, like, looking at my rickety old hardware, I'm like, how is a six-year-old thing, how, how is this going to, like, how is this going to do this? Like, what is this? Am I going to, like, be standing on something that should be this gorgeous vista looking out over all of Hyrule, and then stuff just kind of gets, like, grainy and, and shitty yeah. looking into the background? Or just, um, there's, or just there's, like, a, there's just fog so you can only see 10 feet, like, in two Yeah. Or yeah, which like one of the one of the amazing things about Breath of the Wild was partly because of how Hyrule was designed is you had these kind of built-in vistas where you'd get to the top of a tower and look mm-hmm. and because of the geography you'd see like the the crest of an uh, of a mountain and you'd see uh, a tower off in the distance and you'd see the floating of of Hyrule Castle and it was kind of designed to always catch your eye and to spark the 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 like you know invitation for exploration and yeah i always like that i always like that approach over the splatter the map with icons approach how you just get up on a high thing and just see the thing you wanted to go to yeah it feels like actual exploration and like elden ring you know had i think that's it scratched a similar itch it it Mm kind of had a similar design philosophy which i would imagine you know from soft would admit to being inspired by breath of the wild for that game Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, my worry is that this is a game that um, is, you know, by all accounts, one of the most anticipated games of next year. This is a follow-up to uh, a definitive game of the last decade, and I just don't want this thing to be held back by the hardware limitations of Nintendo being like, well, this thing keeps selling. You know, the uh-huh. Switch is, I think, currently or by Christmas will be the third best-selling console or handheld of all time uh after you know ps2 is at the top and then the ds uh is in second you sound um, like you a know. concerned middle school teacher and nintendo is one of your pupils who you feel I, just isn't applying themselves that's the thing so that's what i th- I feel like this new hardware is the equivalent of like well maybe they're bored by the homework maybe they need a book that's a little bit of a higher reading level they need lev cells night that's what they need to read you can't be reading any of these 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 little children's books. Um, well, you but, can't you can't stand in the way of progress. So I guess there's going to have to be a new thing sooner or later. It would be sooner or later, but the idea is like you know most consoles you get new ones once uh, once the console starts slowing down, and yeah. the Switch just won't slow down. It just keeps selling really well, and 
you know, it's it's one of those things that it's uh, it, it unlike the Wii U, which was pretty much just it lost all of the sort of massive grandma fan base of the Wii. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Switch recaptured not only Nintendo fans, but like I have so many people I know just have the Switch as their second console. Like it's I have either a PC or a main console for my big my big scary games, and then I have my Switch as a second thing. Um, yeah, and then even a, like lapsed gamers. It's an undeniably good console. Yeah, it's, yeah. It it's, feels it's like cheap. the almost physically feels like the culmination of uh, everything that's been learned over the years with Nintendo uh, platforms in both the handhelds and the room scale ones. So you've mm-hmm. got the lessons from the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS all working together to make one super console. And it's hard to think how to improve upon it. And so that I suppose my question is. Since Nintendo inevitably would want to improve upon the hardware in some way, uh, for better or worse, what what would be the best way to direct their attention, do you think? How would you improve upon the Switch besides just making it more impressive for running the, the latest games? So that's the thing, is Nintendo never just... Like, whenever we get a new PlayStation or Xbox, you could just assume it's the last one, but more. Hmm. Um, and Nintendo doesn't really do that. You know, like no. the the leap from Super Nintendo, or from you know uh, Nintendo to Super Nintendo introduced a controller with uh, with uh, the L and R buttons and extra face buttons, and then the N sixty four had the analog stick into three D, and then the GameCube, for better or worse, was like here's our our proprietary little disc format oh, and our tiny baby discs for some reason. Yeah, yeah, you can't. That's don't say tiny baby discs. One slip of the tongue, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be an HR nightmare. Um, and then obviously bringing in like the WaveBird controller into wireless controllers and the Wii with Waggle and the Wii U with, oh, we're going to we're gonna yeah. create a hybrid and, and Switch acting on that hybrid. I don't think the next Switch would just be Switch but more, which is kind of what I want right now. Like they yeah. really struck gold with me with the hybrid nature of the Switch. And I don't I, I don't want them to do anything that means you know my entire library of switch games is is going to be cut off from whatever's next well like, that sucks would to be, be you. the worst thing that would be the worst thing i don't want that to happen because nintendo always do this they <sighs> they they've got to innovate they can't not be innovating it's their whole spirit so they'll come up with something with, like the wii u thing and then they'll force every single game to push it like they always have and it'll make everyone annoyed with them again This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, but they've they've had some they've been hit or miss with um backwards compatibility. Like the Wii could play GameCube games, the Wii yeah, U could it's, it's play weird. Wii games. It's uh, weird. They some sort of the handhelds had it. They thought for a while they were doing just, just um last console but no consoles before it backwards compatibility. So the, yeah. the Wii could run GameCube discs, the Wii U could run Wii discs but not GameCube discs. The three DS, the DS could run GBA cards. The three DS could run old DS cards, but not GBA cards. But didn't, but didn't have the GBA slot. Um, and so that's, like, I understand you don't need a physical. Like, 
I'm imagining the next switch will stay on SD cards, although I don't know. Maybe well, you can't. Yeah, you can't put like a disc. No one's gonna be yeah. carrying around a disc inside their thing. I'd be happy um, if they just put big chunky handles on the controllers. Uh, that would be nice. They need like a, a, a switch for a big and tall switch. Yeah, for the yeah. larger-handed gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> for the sophisticated gentleman. Um, also, their um, like their online infrastructure is still laughably bad. Like it is mm. insane to me that the Switch eShop chugs. Like it is, it is like going into a store that is actively trying to get you the, to leave the store. Like if you go into a store and it's five minutes before closing and it's clear that all the employees just don't want you to be there. That's what it feels like every time I open up the eShop is I open it up and it has to load in between everything. I just can't, there's, I know there's shit on sale and it just won't show, show me what's on sale. Um, so Nintendo is, I feel like leaving money on the table there. Um, and also they, they, it's clear they want to go all in on the, the Nintendo online and, and mm. sort of that's their version of virtual console, not buying things piecemeal, but rather, you know, subscribe to this thing and then you'll be able to have whatever Super Nintendo and Genesis and N64 games we deem worthy this month. Um, but, you know, that's something that can be expanded upon. Uh, people have thought that they would add Game Boy or Game Boy Advance um, games to that thing, given the portability nature of it. Mm. Uh if you add stronger hardware, they could add GameCube emulation to it. They have a partnership with Sega. They've had uh, Genesis games, maybe Saturn or Dreamcast even going forward. So I right. feel like Nintendo's almost this, like the Switch could be the almost like your gaming history, like museum console, as well as new Nintendo games. But it is interesting now because I don't think last we have the I exact checked, numbers, but oh God. Last, last I checked, Nintendo was still charging two bucks to play balloon fight on the nes i don't think uh, they if even if they did have the means to create a sort of nintendo museum console they're gonna fuck it up by like dribbling out titles at like nintendo two per has year. never fucked it up before nintendo absolutely fucks it up every t i laugh every time they announce the yearly um or the monthly uh switch games added and like they still haven't added a bunch of classic square games like chrono trigger and final fantasy 6 and mario rpg but it'll be like, oh, here's your favorite game, Joe and Mac. Joe yeah. and Mac are back. Enjoy playing them. And they're like, what, what Nintendo? What are we? What are we actually doing? Um, okay. It also is interesting because this will be, you know, this their Steam Deck exists now, mm. like a There's not, I would say, a viable. Yeah, there is competition. I don't think it's a direct competitor, but like the Steam Deck, you know, if you like indie games, uh, nothing is cheaper than filling up your, your Steam library during a Steam sale with indie games, and so many of those are playable on the Steam Deck, so that's uh, something but that... Uh, but there's still value in the curation that the Switch offers. That's always that is true. Steam's problem. Yeah, and you're still, you know, you still have to see whether a game works or doesn't work on Steam Deck, which I know, depending on the, the games people like, uh, that's either not a big problem or it's a pain in the ass every time you try to open something and it doesn't play super well with Steam Deck. Hmm. How often do you do you sort of toggle between uh, the hybrid nature of the Switch? Like, do you play on a TV? Like, when you were reviewing Bayonetta or uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, were you mostly playing on TV? Were you mostly playing in, in portable mode? Well, it, interestingly, it varies. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, if I'm playing something like Bayonetta, then I'll use that uh, is very sort of dexterity focused i'd play it on the tv with the controllers in my hands but if i'm playing mm -hmm. rabbits or something a bit that's a little sort of gentler in its mood or when i was yeah. playing any of those fucking farming games from a while back i'd usually mm -hmm. just play it on the handheld and like have some have like what watch something else on the tv 
yeah i thought that's that's one of the reasons i like playing uh jrpgs so much on switch like i'm replaying uh persona 5 royal right now on switch and i like of course i am i feel like talking about persona 5 royal on switch is just like my dream my dream stream so thank you all for indulging me uh but i like being able to play it like yesterday i was playing through it while watching football in the background and it felt and and to do my marvel my marvel Marvel snaps during long cutscenes. um there you go uh yeah so maybe that's just my like undiagnosed add uh kicking in but all right let's let's speculate okay well how could we advance uh switch hardware here's a thought here's the thought that i just had you got your screen right you got your two controllers either side that snap off okay how about two more controllers top and bottom that also snap off oh no and uh and then you and then uh, you could get four people around to play mario party or you could put the two extraneous controllers on the floor and uh and uh, imagine you're playing a drum kit i think i i think you just made a billion dollar idea i think that's incredible we just keep at it's like how i brought out the sonic and knuckles uh cart last week how you could just keep adding stuff onto it so we'll do that yeah. we'll just create like this horrible frankenstein hybrid yeah just keep clipping more things on yeah you clip on the I'm, clip on the the additional like extra chunky handles for the larger handed gentleman yeah the bottom as well and then clip on your your knuckles cartridge so you can play persona 5 as knuckles oh now you're now you're speaking my language I feel, I feel like Nintendo could make money, though, by having, instead of just selling Joy-Con, be like, oh, here are the GameCube Joy-Con. And they don't just look like GameCube. They feel like a GameCube controller. And then they're like, here, when you they, rebuy the GameCube games we give you. They've done that. They brought out a Pro Controller modeled on the, the GameCube controller. Oh, for the Switch. How, do, how do I not own that? Is it like I, the WaveBird? I, Remember the WaveBird was great. Uh, sometimes I get so excited playing my Switch that I, I hyperventilate and then I pass out and hit my head. So that's, I might, that might have been one of those times where I'd miss that. We don't want to know how you get overexcited and hyperventilate while playing Persona 5. Uh, no. Well, what happens between me and my waifu is between me and my waifu. All right. Moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, and we are at a point in the Switch now where Nintendo has hit us with most of their major franchises like in that you know we got breath of the wild right at launch we got mario odyssey right later that year um, mario kart which is still getting dlc which is mario kart's going to end up being one of the yeah. best-selling games of all time uh, yeah, smash po- came out smash came out we got pokemon's up the butt we had a metroid yep. had a metroid one, yeah we had kirby pikmin uh luigi's mansion fire emblem xenoblade uh warrior advance wars got postponed because of the war in ukraine but maybe it'll c- come out someday yeah i guess we've Nintendo gone through all the i guess we've gone through all the big hitter franchises did we have yeah a kid, did we have a kid icarus no there have been rumors though that the um do you remember the kid icarus 3ds game uprising that was like yeah. 2011 or so there was rumors that that might be being ported which would make sense because it that was like sakurai's baby the smash brothers guy um well honestly now that he's done with smash yeah um and we haven't gotten f-zero and star fox which seemed like we've gone many generations before well, star, fox, and star fox star fox blotted its copybook a little bit with star fox zero and then, uh, like and then at this point was... there's been a lot more bad star fox games than good star fox games, yeah right? star fox kind of lost its way what was that one that was supposed to be like an action adventure zelda style game that they made star fox adventures that's that's that the was one. the rare game that was originally called dinosaur planet it was yeah what was dinosaurs. the last what was the last good star fox game that was a star fox game I honestly think Star Fox 64 is the only good Star Fox game. Yeah. Which I know is probably yeah. sacrilegious, but... 
That well, game also they... came bundled with the Rumble Pack. Well, so there you go. We can't have it. a Switch 2 until they make a Star Fox for the Switch 1. There, there you go. We can't get another one. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, Metroid Prime 4 was announced for next year, or oh, was announced, sake. and people think still might be next year, but we've never seen anything but a it's, logo for that. It's always coming up soon. Yeah, if there was, if the, if that was seriously in the cards, we'd have seen more of it by now. Yes, um, that's that's sort of the <laughs> the the white whale, and there've been rumors of you know doing remasters of the original Star uh, Metroid Prime trilogy, and <sighs> they announced stuff for the first couple months of next year, like a, a new Fire Emblem game and a new Kirby remake of an old game. But it almost it I don't know. It kind of feels to me like this is like uh, sort of Tears of the Kingdom is going to be the swan song of the Switch and the mm. entry point into whatever's next. And I don't know if that is going to be Nintendo considering it to be, you know, the next version of the hardware, or if they would do, you know, like the PS4 Pro or, or Xbox One X, uh, where it, it doesn't have any exclusive games, but just runs their games much, much better. Okay. How about this okay. for hardware developments? You got your screen, you got your... You got your uh, controllers that can snap on and off. You've got a little hood, like that you can uh, lift up and down like a little bonnet. Okay. And if you lift the bonnet up, you can attach it to your face. VR console. See, I think we're doing it. I think we're doing it. That see, that would be if Nintendo wants to push hybrid even further. It can be you could play it on a TV, you could play it handheld, or you could play it right on your face and give yourself constant migraines. There you go. It yeah. feels like there's been some tentative nudges in that direction by Nintendo. They had that whole thing where you, could make a, yeah, where you could make a cardboard VR housing for your face. <laughs> which, is very, which is very, uh, it was very cute, but very dumb, I thought. Just incredibly dumb. But I thought very cute. Um, yeah, if you wanted to like expand uh, the into new spaces beyond handheld and room scale consoles that's about the only direction really unless they wanted to go seriously into ar that like the 3ds did yeah yeah they i mean they did they, they i guess they were like early adopters to with the virtual boy but that was obviously a massive bomb and that probably, was the uh, just a creator uh, of migraines probably more suited to mobiles and pokemon snap pokemon uh, go thing almost said pokemon snap there that's not the same thing <laughs> at all no, no. It is very confusing, though, that the Marvel game is called Marvel Snap and doesn't have anything to do with taking pictures of the Marvel people. Is there a Pokemon Snap version of Pokemon Go? Feels like that would be a pretty natural fit, wouldn't it? Taking captures There's of your not, phone? There's not. I was kind of surprised because they released new Pokemon Snap last year, I believe, and it didn't have any... They, I don't think there was like any events or anything inside Pokemon Go. It just felt like it should have been an easy win. Well, that, yeah, that feels like, a, like an open goal that anyone could go into. Just Pokemon Snap on your mobiles take pictures yeah. like it's real life taking pictures easy peasy. yeah yeah nintendo listen to us yeah make these games that we want we've been we've been writing about video games a very long time obviously we know everything there is to know about making them yes that's what <laughs> i was about to say that's why we've made some you've actually made games though so that's you yeah, have yes. some you have some credence i don't have any i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm doing um yeah but they just need they 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 need to the, the the big takeaways for me is whatever the next switch is needs to carry over my library like for the love of god please let me carry over my library you'll be lucky they need, to, they need to figure out their online shit what are we doing 
every time I buy a game on Switch, like there was a big uh, Thanksgiving sale and I bought a bunch of games. And in the back of my head, I'm like, is a new console going to come out next year? And none of these games are going to be playable on this thing. And I don't, I don't like the fact that you are confident that they won't. Well, I suppose it's they'd lose a lot of goodwill if uh, they didn't give you a fair warning before they announced a new console that wasn't backwards compatibility. There's no real reason not to be backwards compatible these days. No, like I don't, I don't know if there's tech, like I don't know, you know, I don't know what goes into making a console and the the, the hardware infrastructure and all that stuff. I don't need to know that. I can just tell them that they should do it. They should do it because that'd be nice. I mean, um, it's also yeah. like Nintendo has put themselves in a weird, in a weird position where they are off the generational cycle of um, Xbox and PlayStation. You know, yeah. we got uh, we got the yeah. new consoles uh, two years ago in 2020. Like they're just completely almost like, you know, toggling yeah. at uh, uh, the the halfway point of it now. I've always said. Uh... They've kind of in their own little world when it comes to the console wars. Yeah, I, I would say for better or for worse. And most of the times I would say for better, honestly, because we've talked about this in the past. Like the fact that they don't chase trends is one yeah. of my favorite things about there's, Nintendo. Um, there's never a sense that they need to be competing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so did we want to go to Super Chats or did you have one last point to... Uh, no, I have a couple, I have a couple points, but I've already seen super chats, uh, uh, super chats come in that, that address it. So I feel like the, the, the pals in the chat will be able to, to direct the rest of the conversation. Fair I enough. have faith in you pals in the chat. Okay, pals, don't, uh, don't let Marty squander his faith or something. No, please don't. <laughs> All right. Starting as usual, it, uh, it seems with Eric Cartman. Who gives $5 and says, Do you think they've boxed themselves in a corner? Nintendo usually leans on their portables when their home console is struggling, but now they can't. Ooh, that's true, isn't it? They, they can't yeah. diversify anymore. Yeah, that is the interesting thing, because when like the GameCube was stumbling, we had the Game Boy Advance, and it was really exciting, and we were getting great third-party games and first-party mm. games, and then when the Wii U was stumbling, we had the 3DS and the DS, which had a lot of great games as well. So yeah, It's funny, I never um, thought of it that way. I mean, I was yeah, just thinking that yeah. the, the Switch was just an amalgamation of all the lessons from their previous platforms, but maybe it's also a too-many-eggs-in-one-basket situation. Yeah, it could be by by you know embracing the hybrid model. Like your successes are going to be doubled and your failures are going to be doubled. I guess. Um, yeah. You know, and they lucked out, I guess, by having you know a really strong, uh, you know, first foot forward with, like I said, in those first six months, we had Zelda, a new Mario, and uh, Mario Kart, and uh, um, they've had a, a pretty decent trickle of first party games. But yeah, I would say that the the sort of the indie support is the thing that's really um, kind of kept it in the spotlight during any slow seasons. Because the other problem with being in a world of their own is that uh, without comparison, you're only either doing well or fucking up. No middle yeah, ground there. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're not still doing well compared to dot, dot, dot. It's just, it's just you can only ever be up or down. Yeah. Up with the yeah. Wii, down with the Wii U. Up with the Switch, down down with miniskirts. Yeah. Down with miniskirts? Yeah. Sorry, my is mind was, my, sorry, my mind wandered a little bit there. Is Moving Nintendo, on. Is Nintendo against miniskirts? Also, two people in the chat have called me a corporate shill. I don't even get, I don't get review codes from Nintendo. I don't get anything. I pay Nintendo money. Although I did I don't get, know. they did send me a free Switch, which is the one I still use. I didn't get a free Switch. I had to pay for a Switch. I had to send it off for repairs once, though. 
Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, is it because of the, wait, the actual Switch itself or the Joy-Con? Uh, the whole thing, I think. Mm. Dylan Kuntz gives $9.99 and says Pokemon Scarlet and Violet having a lot of issues on launch that were caused by out-of-date hardware is certainly a sign that Nintendo desperately needs to get a new Switch out there ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was, so the, I don't... That was the conversation we had last night. We were either going to complain about Pokemon or we were going to yes. complain about the Switch. And I said, yes. hey, why don't we? <laughs> Let's not complain about both. Why don't we do both at once? Yeah. See, but the thing is, I don't. I think a lot of Pokemon's problems are, and the frustrating thing about um, Scarlet and Violet is, with I guess with a lot of Pokemon games, is it feels like two steps forward, three steps back, mm. um, because there's so many interesting ideas in Scarlet and Violet, and I'm like, what if you took the time to make a game that felt actually polished and and fresh that that could support these interesting ideas instead of being forced to release two games a year? Um, so mm. I don't Pokemon. I'm wagging my finger at Pokemon. Not happy with you, Pokemon, the company. Cad C, uh, Steamtastic Vagabond gives six ninety nine Cad dollars and says, The hardware can only get so much better. We should stop this arms race of ever-increasing graphics and just make the games work on what we have. Harumph. Thing oh. is, Steamtastic <laughs> Vagabond, there are reasons for continually updating hardware besides making the graphics yep. better. All technology is in a constant state of update. I mean, what's that statistic that says uh, a hardware size doubles every few years? A hardware not, uh, what doubles every year? I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's not oh. just uh, having good graphics. It's about being compatible with all the hardware everyone's using. Yeah, and I'm not like, I don't want my Switch to be, I'm not like, I need 4K, 120 frames per second, and I need it to look as good on my OLED TV. Like, I, that's not what I want. And I mostly am like, I like Nintendo's general art direction and their focus on art direction forward. But in, again, in a thing like uh, uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, which is a good looking game, the fact that every time I open up a map or a menu, and given that it's a tactical RPG, there's a lot of maps and menus, um, that there's a stutter and there's a load is frustrating. And mm. more powerful hardware could fix that. Mm. Uh, Will Cooling gives two British pounds and says, Switch is a toy for babies who don't notice graphics. Possibly in response to that last super chat. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be fair, all video games are toys for babies in my, in my mind. There's a lot of people so. who conflate toy for babies with fun for all the family. It's not quite mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah, I mean, like a mobile, a mobile, a mobile is a toy for babies. Yeah. Like in, adults probably would not enjoy like the, although like a mobile seems nice, yeah, like yeah. going around in circles and playing a nice little song. Like Sesame Street is toys for babies. Marvel's Avengers is fun for all the family. Yeah. Yeah. They should make a, what if they made it a Marvel's Avengers movies for babies though? They probably have done. I'm sure they've done Avengers I, I was actually Googling this because I was writing up my Marvel Midnight Suns review today. Mm. Uh, there are Marvel-branded baby diapers in the world that you can have if you want. 
wouldn't you want diapers of something you don't like so that every time your kid shits in them well that was like, my yeah thought. take that Snyderverse what, what would you what would if you wanted to make a political statement what would you have on on uh Diapers filled well, with shit. I'd, well, I'd say Donald Trump's face, but I suspect he'd be into that. Hey, uh, ah, topical. Remember a couple of years ago with those Russians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Still, still the still unresolved matter of the piss tape. What a time to be alive! And then Will Cooling gives another British pounds and says, "Dream Switch feature is being able to cast to my TV." Okay, I assume what you mean there, Will Cooling, is that you being able to simultaneously play on the handheld and the TV. That's just my uh, guess, because of course you can play Switch games on your TV. Yeah, but you just need to have it. I mean, is there like, would the Switch casting your TV, like, does anything casting your TV not have lag? Like, I don't do I don't know, much I'm casting kinda, to my TV, if I'm honest. That's why I, I don't either. And I, I just feel like having it docked in there kind of, that's just, that's just what it is. And it is funny because I'm, uh, I'm I'm replaying uh, Wind Waker HD now on uh, the uh, Wii U, which it is really funny because the Wii U is a that is a slow baby toy mess, um, but it is really funny because it's it you can see the genesis of all these ideas for the Switch on there. Um, except you're replaying in a big, Persona Five, you're replaying Wind Waker. Where do you find the time for all this replaying shit? I have zero family, well, that's and enough. I'm gonna die alone. So. But who needs friends and family when you have the King of Red Lions, a talking boat, who will God, come to your funeral? God, the other man's ass is always cleaner. God, I miss <laughs> playing shit all the way to bedtime. It is nice. I'm going to be honest, it is very I nice. I pretty much just play whatever I'm reviewing these days. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much your week, right? Your week is yeah. play the game in the week, and then the new game comes in the weekend. Every now and again, you play something that is over in like six hours. Then you got two days to play whatever the hell you like, and those are like those are like my holidays. And you you take like a week or two off for for Christmas, right? So that'll, yeah. that'll be your that'll be time for you, for Jesus, oh. and for whatever game you want to play in your free time. No, that'll be time for going to the in laws' cabin and having the big old family Christmas affair all week. Okay, okay. I guess I'll, I'll be. be I'll bring my switch. I'll be playing, I'll be playing uh, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U. Fuck you. I make bad decisions. It's fine. Uh, Dylan Kuntz gives $5 and says, Does the fact that the Switch and its variants are practically the only handhelds at this time make it so that Nintendo doesn't have to care? Well, the Steam Deck might be changing that. Dylan Kuntz. Yeah. Everyone I know who has a Steam Deck loves it as well. Um it's still the most affordable handheld because I think Steam Deck is a couple couple hundred more, especially if you want like the the better one. Mm. Um, but I just imagine that, that as it goes on, um, you know, Steam Deck will become more and more profitable or more affordable. Oh, I forgot to mention Shin Megami Tensei Enjoyer is uh, in the tip jar. Member for Thank fifteen you, SMT months. Enjoyer. Thank you, SMT Enjoyer. Um, and then, and then Leonard Soikaboik gives 10 euros and says unrelated but i finally played before your eyes the ending wherein when it switches perspective between the mother and the ferryman was truly beautiful and heartbreaking thanks for the tip yards yeah it's a it's a nice little emotional heart-rending experience it's mm -hmm. it uh it's not very long no it's not something you can really get absorbed in for weeks but uh it's a fun snacky little experience while it lasts have we, I feel like we talked the other week about all the, 
all the indie games and smaller games we've been playing this year that we really liked, it doesn't feel like there's been sort of that little cash like emotional game this year unless i'm i'm just completely glossing over it. in the same way we got like uh unpacking and spirit fair and before your eyes um like did we did we get anything like that this year like we've gotten again good indie games but not uh well nothing leaps to mind nothing i got really enthusiastic about i guess Tunic yeah. was pretty emotional at times yeah but like the indie yeah the indies i really like tunic um stray i guess could could, yeah. could fit in that but like I, immortality I feel, I feel, neon white i'm on record that stray's emotional impact was kind of lost on me because it's a fucking cat uh <laughs> would it have been better if it was a dog you would have well, liked it more if it was a dog. well i'd say scorn was pretty emotionally impactful just not you know the kind of emotions you're talking about in those previous games you mentioned yeah yeah hmm. yeah it was a lot of like a lot of like uh Cut, cutting your hand off and, and big big wiener statues everywhere. Yeah, no, you mentioned it. There was no real, like, big emotional hitter. Unless you want to say immortality, was it? Yeah. But that was that was more of, like, a upset, scary, scary, sad, emotional game. Uh, I kind of liked the emotional story timeline in Not For Broadcast. Mm, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's on my list to try to catch up by the end of the year. That's about all I got there. Uh, maybe Endling, but that was yeah. very, that was sort of a bit over the top with its like sadness. Yeah, and that, I think that came out right around Stray and got lost in the yeah. in the sauce while Stray was was getting all of its uh, praise lifted on. Oh, a little to the left, Rory Johnson mentions which uh, Amy just reviewed. Which have you heard about that one? A little to the left. Nope. Uh, it seems uh, very much in the vein of unpacking, but it's uh, a series of sort of puzzles where you have to like rearrange items, kind of like like you're almost cleaning a family's house by like rearranging the items a little bit because that there's a lot like or... unpacking. That's a lot like unpacking, yeah. But there's also a cat who will occasionally come and disrupt your arranging based what on like the developer's real cat. Yeah, just like a real shithead cat. Well, anyway, Gildan Yetich gives $5, says Nintendo basks in developer support and exclusives for their walled garden, so afraid of jump ship to next gen. Along comes the Steam Deck. What now? I uh, don't, weird, I wouldn't say. Phrased, Gildan Yetich. I also wouldn't say, maybe it was a haiku. It was way too many syllables to be a haiku, but maybe it was like something along the lines of a, of a haiku. Um, I also wouldn't say that they have a walled garden because we keep talking about the indies that are, mm. are you know flourishing on switch and those are the developers that don't have the money to enter the wall garden so um i just think at this point nintendo doesn't care about big third-party games coming to switch you know nintendo i don't no. think was too bummed that you know what well, we got dark souls one but they've never put dark souls two or three on switch yeah, like i don't think switch could run dark souls three but they don't seem to be angling for the new Call of Duty or anything? No, no. Well, fair enough. But and but as we say, you know, it's it's already a bit behind. Maybe you just physically can't run the newest Call of Duty. Yeah, and you still have uh, uh, certain new games that come out that run on the cloud. Like Resident Evil Eight is on Switch, but it runs on the cloud, and I can't mm. imagine any of that working well. Like same thing, the new uh, new Hitman does that. Right. Real weird. Meister Kleister heist air gives us five euros and says got a switch last month my first console since ps3 i quite like it so far it's handy only the cost of non-physical games and nintendo online bother me 
Well, if you're bothered by the cost of non-physical games, you certainly are a bit behind. Most of class, yeah. how high they are. <laughs> and I think that ship sailed when they first started doing digital distribution. Yeah, and especially like, the uh, the first party Nintendo games. I would charge in 60 bucks. What? I'll go on yep. then. And then that was yeah. pretty much argument settled. If, uh, Meister Kleister, if you're interested in indies, I would recommend uh, add, just adding a bunch of games to your Switch wish list and checking it every once in a while because indies will, will often become, like, drop down to super cheap. Like, uh, I've seen, like, I mean, older indies, but like Limbo and Inside and, and Hades and Transistor and, and stuff like that down to, like, just a few dollars, which is nice. It's nice to be able to spend $10 and get several games. Sure. Uh, Fat Highlander 23 gives $2 and says, Nintendo owes Marty money. Yay! Yeah, you big shill. Just Talking about I, the positive qualities of consoles and all that. I think if they just sent me uh, games, I'd, I'd be fine. And then you can call me a shill, and then it'd be fine, because I didn't have to pay for my games. I would love it if they send me money. Nintendo, if you want to send me money, I'm all, I'm all at it. Please. Is that how you think it works? Like, you do give a positive review to something, and then they should just give you dosh? Because, you know, if that's the case elsewhere in the world, uh, I've been missing out. You <laughs> Tell me where to sign up. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were, uh, weren't you swimming in your spirit fairer bucks last year? I talk shit about everything, so when I praise something, it still has value, man. That is true. That is I, true. I could, I could sell it to the highest bidder. Also, let me, sort of tangentially related to that, let me say, a lot of people pleasantly surprised by how much during our uh, post-CP of Sonic Frontiers... You seem to not hate Sonic Frontiers. Well, it's like I said, if they made a good game, I would absolutely be overjoyed for them. And it seems like they were they were inching away at it there. They were, I agree. Every now and again, they sort of lined it up with it, but then it skewed into another angle again. Uh, I'm happy because an uh, interview over the weekend uh, they, they, with Sega said that they are um, um, very much uh, looking at Sonic Frontiers as the start of like the next chapter of Sonic. So who knows? Maybe a few years uh, from now we'll reconvene for Sonic Frontiers 2 and we'll just have a great time. Yeah, it'll just be a linear game but with more Big the Cat in it because they, as usual they will take completely the wrong lesson. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh... Meisterkleist the Heist there comes back with two euros and says, Make next switch a handheld plus VR headset hybrid. I said that. After oh, Meisterkleist there. You thief. Um, no, it seems I, I'm curious if Nintendo is going to really like I get think, into AR or VR. I think portability would be a very good step up for VR generally. If you could just yeah. have like a pair of glasses, you could. You pull out of your pocket and slip it on your face on public transport and yodel to every other passenger that your wallet is ripe for the stealing. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nintendo's also really good at um, creating like hardware and software that almost advertises itself. 
Like that's part of what the Wii and the Switch did by just mm. like seeing the Wii in motion. It was advertising the Wii. You were like, oh, this is sword fighting and then bowling and same thing with the Switch of being like, oh, you can take it on the go and then you can put it in its little its little dock. I guess it's pretty hard to come up with tech that will strap someone's to, to strap to someone's head effectively. I think yeah, they, need it's make, hard. It's... Uh, they need to make the, 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 the consoles a bit lighter, I think, before they can sit comfortably in a pair of glasses. Yeah, especially if you're expecting to play for any amount of time without without neck strain it's also hard because like uh vr feels almost like the opposite of the nintendo thing i was just talking about where seeing someone playing it is free advertising because like vr kind of needs to be experienced to understood watching someone play it or watching a video doesn't have kind of the same impact it was actually yes. going face on with it seeing someone playing vr in, in public certainly would be free advertising for stealing yeah. their wallet yes yeah yeah, if you ever see anyone playing VR in public, uh, it's it's actually legal to to rob them. Yes, because so. uh, if they go to the police, the police just hand them a little card with the words "What the fuck did you expect?" written on it. <laughs> Wallets are full of them. Uh, Phantom of the Night gives five dollars and says, "Do you think the Steam Deck's success and potential for Switch emulation will have an impact on what Nintendo will do with their next system?" Oh, I didn't I didn't know it had Switch emulation. That seems a bit uh, redundant. Um, yeah, I don't think Switch emulation's, like, really caught on and, like, cracked through yet. I think it's very much a game-by-game -game basis. And, like, there was a big deal because I think Pokemon, um, leaked, like, the ROM leaked a few weeks before it came out. So, like, it ruined people, like, Pokemon fans get upset if you ruin the end game of those, which I don't, they all just, it just feels like it's just a large dragon Pokemon and then you, like, mm -hmm. fight your dad or something. Um... And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see emulation really having that much of an impact in the same way that, like, I don't know, you've been able to emulate Nintendo games forever, so I don't, I don't see that really impacting it too much. I think that's a very small percentage of people who, who are going to be doing that. Dylan Kuntz gives $10 and says, I could see the Switch 2 allowing backwards compatibility, but also giving developers a hard deadline and saying from release day, all new games must be developed for Switch 2 and won't run on the Switch. So it's possible, but why would you say no to free money? I mean, when when you're in a sort of transitionary period between consoles, routinely developers will bring out a version for the old console and the new one because it's free yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, there's a PS4 version of God of War Ragnarok still. Yeah, yeah, PS4 version of uh, yeah, Elden Ring had the had the last gen versions. Horizon had the last gen versions. Um, Almost makes you think PS5 isn't that much of an update because they're still bringing out PS4 versions for every new game. Yeah, I mean, again, I think just development during the pandemic, um, I, I think they just were kind of worried about where sales would be, so geared it towards both of them. And I watched a technical breakdown of God of War, and they were saying, you know, the game looks great on PS5 and whatever, but apparently it's, like, incredibly impressive how good it looks and runs on PS4 hardware. Do they have to um, squeeze like, down the narrow caves a lot slower on the PS4? They <laughs> Did you count how many times you had to squeeze down a, a oh. crevasse? Oh, God. Let's not talk about it, because I make jokes about it in this week's Zero Punctuation. A lot of crevasses. The crevasse fans, you're going to love God where, of War. Where have you been, man? That's every game. Every AAA uh, game has you squeezing their narrow caves a lot. And yeah. it's like they don't realize we've all realized that it's to cover up loading times. 
Uh, I mean, I guess it's just like, are there like sleight of hand or magic tricks that everyone knows? It's like pulling a quarter from my ear. I know that. I know there yeah, was a feel, quarter behind like my ear. It's, it's so obviously for loading these days. I figure they should just bring back loading screens. You might as well. Yeah. Might just At least say, loading oh. screens, you could put like fun facts and little tips on it. Yeah, little tips, little map screen. Have yeah. fun with it. Omrao uh, gives us 199 and says, Marty said Persona. I put 160 hours to credits. THX. Yay! Obviously a fan of obscure George Lucas films. Uh, 1138, hell yeah. Um, Persona's great. I'm just gonna be honest, Persona's great. Also, how come they haven't shown off the next Persona yet? What's going on? Atlas, show oh, us what's going on. Oh, this again. Uh, Mr. John Rayesha, member for 31 months in bonus content, uses their member chat to say, I would like if they brought back the street pass. It was always fun to collect different people's me's. Weird thing to base the whole platform around, though. Really weird, especially because, like, it was kind of a chunky thing. So, like, yeah. I did carry it around with me. I remember getting a ton of them at, like, PAX and, like, E3 and stuff like that. The, the couple of years it was big and it would feed into certain games and you'd get, like, street pass bucks for certain games. A very... Mm. Very strange thing. It just feels like a thing that you like were that an online app, like an app that was on your phone. I feel like that would be like something pretty neat, but yeah. Wesley Thomas gives five uh, CA dollars to say best way to improve the Switch an expansion set with a hard drive and a better video card in the dock. Looks sideways at Sega CD Stroke 32X, looks back. Uh, I mean, that is one, that's another thing they could do is um, keep relatively the same handheld thing, but then have the power come from the dock, which I wouldn't be a fan of because I like playing mine handheld mostly. Mm. But um, I feel like that would be, you know, if, you're, if your dock is the thing giving it more power, then I feel like that could work. I also don't know, I don't know enough about the technical shit to actually, to uh, actually talk about it. Well, me neither. Hunter Road gives ten dollars. Says I think the most sensible option would a Switch Plus, but you know Nintendo. I just worry about acquiring new hardware with the scalpers running a while. Also, I would one hundred percent buy a Nintendo VR headset. Well, yes, I mean they demonstrated their understanding of that area with the Virtual Boy, very yeah. effectively, <laughs> incredibly effectively. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, the, you know, Nintendo is not afraid to to branch out into new things. Like they're they're you know, you have the Nintendo theme park in Japan that's opening all, in the U.S. next year, and then we got the Mario aside, movie. Kidding aside, though, I'm not sure they'd go into VR, because VR, as I've often said, is by nature a very solitary experience, and Nintendo's yeah. always wanted to emphasize the family fun aspect. Yeah, and going into VR now would feel like it was following a trend, which, as we mentioned earlier, Nintendo is... is, is mm almost vehemently against or they set the trends well they set a yes. trend they set the motion controls trend everything else they're just you know they probably would have been better off had they not done that yeah yeah uh gabe gives five chf and says that since nintendo are the masters of gimmicky stuff shouldn't they have another go at the vr thing oh everyone's having the same thoughts today everyone's on the same wavelength also, CHF, fun fact, Swiss Frank. Huh. That's a weird uh, initialism for the Swiss I, Frank. I agree. I was not expecting that. I almost said acronym there, but of course, it's only an acronym if you pronounce it like it's a word, like radar. That is true. It's an, if, you say the, if you just say all the letters like DVD, it's an initialism. 
You should call it, what if people call it a chiff, though? They might call it chiffs. Well, in that case, they would be employing it as an acronym. Although also true. I said CHF, so I would say initialism. You being initialist. Do, 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 do. Jesus Christ, I lost my place again. Uh, that was Gabe. We're at Doran Grossman Naples. Oh, yeah. Always nice to hear from the gross nipples. <clears throat> oh, wait. Is Oliver Meat first? Is oh, did I miss Oliver Meat? On my thing, it says Oliver Meat was first. Gross nipples and Oliver Meat. Oliver Meat? What a time to be... Yeah, uh, it gives awesome. $5 to say, Yahtzee, a few streams ago you mentioned a local pasta place you liked. What was it? And any other takeout faves? I just moved to SF and need some go-tos. Well, I'm not in SF, the city. I'm in the more the surrounding area. But the place I was talking about is a place called The Great Impasta. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've got uh, more than one place, but uh, yeah, they, they let you mix and match pasta and sauce and filling, and it's quite it's quite nice. Uh, if you're in San Francisco, my favorite pasta restaurant was Che Fico on Divisadero. Mm -hmm. Solid bar, great pasta. There you go. There's also the uh, uh, Stinking Rose in North Beach, which is a famous tourist spot, and everything is drenched in garlic. Huh. So if you want to smell like garlic, go to the Stinking Rose. I only know it because it was referenced in a Preacher comic once. Oh, was it really? Yeah. That's a fun fact. Uh, and then we get to Doran Gross Nipples, who gives $5 and says, You two like any web comics? SMBC seems like a good fit for your sensibilities, Yahtzee. I was into web comics when I was like first got online because it was pretty much the only content you could absorb because YouTube wasn't a thing yet. So I just read a lot of web comics, read a lot of Penny Arcade, read a lot of uh, Sluggy Freelance when that was a thing. Bloody Freelance. Yeah. These days, there's uh, there's a lot of like you know grandfather web comics that are back from that really old tradition where everything was just really simply drawn newspaper comics or sprite comics. Mm -hmm. but these days, there's like a wave of actually competently drawn stuff that's uh, actually got a lot of really interesting stuff. Hmm, interesting. What have I... Yeah, I don't. I, I I never got into web comics. What have I liked recently? Uh, Kill six billion demons. That's a pretty good web comic. Uh. It's a bit hard to find, but there was one I actually really liked called Cursed Princesses Club. Uh, yeah. It's not probably not the sort of thing that you'd expect me to recommend, but I quite liked it. There's a lot... Yeah, it's about, I was... It's about princesses and it's got a lot of anime tropes. Yeah, I was not expecting those words to come out of your mouth. Um, I'm sure some more will spring to mind eventually. That was, a, that was a lot. I, I wasn't expecting that much of a... Um, um, I didn't realize you're a webcomic aficionado. Well, as I said, that was pretty much all... I spent a lot of time just killing time on the computer. And mm. uh, before YouTube, there wasn't much, weren't many places to go. Geldon Yetich gives $2 and says, Does emulating Switch on Steam Deck worry them? We just had that question, Geldon Yetich. <laughs> when he asked that, I don't think you knew that. Um, he could might have seen the super chat before. Uh, that is true. Before he that asked that, uh, I don't. I don't. My gut is no. I don't think emulations ever worried Nintendo too 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 much before. I might be wrong, but um, no. Again, I think the percentage of people who are emulating Switch games is such a drop in the bucket compared to what the 
actual sales of their games and consoles are that they're probably not too worried Sinistar gives ten dollars and says off topic but i started a job in a newborn icu and i feel what yahtzee talked about with babies being cuter when you have your own they aren't mine but i find them way cuter now than i did before yes they aren't yours Sinistar. bear that in mind bear that in mind before you become a harrowing headline someday do you think Sinistar is going to steal a baby it happens it's happened surprisingly <laughs> often with like nurses who work too long in uh, like uh, baby hospitals start getting the itch you know but that's because they didn't have outlets to express that um such as uh donating super chats to us so thank but, you very much okay Sinistar. well i guess you'll you'll be safe then sinister yeah but if you steal a baby if we hear a baby has been stolen we're, yeah we're coming we're coming for you if you start feeling us. it just draw just stick googly eyes on a bag of flour yeah. that'll, that'll <laughs> probably uh get, get you by <laughs> zaratha gives uh, two r dollars and say i'm late but here's some reels ray eyes ray eyes okay will cooling gives two pounds and says tailored version of xbox game pass on switch 2 do you see Nintendo ever going for that? Yeah, there's been, uh, you know, uh, there's there's been talk of of like Nintendo and Xbox having a pretty uh, healthy working relationship, and they've allowed things like Banjo to be on uh, in Smash Brothers, as well as uh, like the Ori games, which were Nintendo or Xbox published games, were on Switch. Um, it would be interesting. I feel like it would need to be a version of like maybe they would allow like the Xbox Cloud game pass so it wouldn't be like i am downloading halo on my switch it would be like i am opening up an app on my switch that allows me to play game pass games on the cloud and then we all uh enter cyberspace and the yeah. evil future begins yeah, just jack me in uh, jack me off <laughs> hey yeah. ah! <laughs> if we're you know if we're placing orders uh scavenger gives two dollars and says how was your thanksgivings you a fan yahtzee well i'm notoriously antisocial i could do without the having to be stuck in a room full of loud people mm -hmm. but i do like filling my fat stupid face <laughs> what was I your could... favorite what, what was your favorite dish this year well honestly i'm not one for sweet potatoes and turkey i've always felt to be one of the blandest of the meats mm -hmm. the stuffing though i'm all over that yeah, love stuffing. And uh, uh, there was pumpkin biscuits. pie. You and any biscuits? And cookies and uh, and uh, a big plum pudding. And those were all good. Oh, yeah, I like the, the sides are great. Yeah, I'm, turkey Turkey to me is, is pretty bland. But um, sides, the sides can get it. Oh, you like sweet potatoes, I bet. I, do, I surprisingly don't like sweet potatoes, um, especially like when they get over sweetened and they get like marshmallows and brown sugar in there. You don't need that. You don't, you don't need that. Just, who are these I, freaks who are forcing overly sweetened sweet potatoes on the rest of us? Monsters. I've, I've, Genuine I've, monsters. I mean, I like a sweet dessert, but for my yeah. dinner plate, I want some like, I want like standard potato mash with lots of butter and salt and pepper. Mm hmm. Uh, Hunter Roge gives high dollars and says, "Honestly, Nintendo releasing a VR headset would give Meta a run for its money with the Quest Two. Yeah, I guess uh, Quest Two's in a sort of a category of its own at the moment. Anyone else do a wireless VR headset? Not yeah, that I I've know never. 
Yeah, I've I've never uh, I've I've never done the the wireless VR. Okay. I imagine again though, like how we keep talking about that feels like the next step that needs, um, you know, in order for the for VR to like hit full market saturation, it would need complete ease of use, including wireless. All right then. Patton Pike, member for five months in early access, says, "Good 3D Sonic?" Question mark. Highly vertical spectacle fighter. Good 3D Sonic. Is this a, is this a haiku as well? I, I don't know. I think uh, he's just throwing out brainstorming ideas. I don't know. Verticality in 3D Sonic kind of throws me off because, as I said before, when you're in midair, it's hard to place where you are in relation to the things you're trying to land on. Yeah. And the I would I feel like the combat in Sonic Frontiers had elements of spectacle fighting. Like it didn't have the depth, but it had it had the spectacle. So yeah, every time I had four buttons, I would suddenly yeah. an animation would play of me doing something neat. Yeah, well, it had cutscenes, didn't it? Well, that's that's a kind of spectacle, I suppose. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Papa Howell, member for twenty seven months in early access, says booby. That is all. Incredible. I mean, Persona's got spectacular attacks, but you wouldn't call that a spectacle fighter. Uh, that's true. The all-out attacks, I would not say, are spectacle fightery. They're spectacular. Sinistar. Welcome to Early Access. I've always felt like the difference between spectacle fighter and that sort of thing is that my definition, which is the, the you know, the definitive definition, because I made it up, a spectacle fighter is a game where it's on the player to be as spectacular as possible, and the system rewards you for being spectacular. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, that was the so Devil May Cry thing. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. So, like, I, I think you said you didn't play this one back in the day, but Asura's Wrath was all spectacle, but it was pretty much just like really basic QTEs. So, like, you weren't like rewarded for doing well by the spectacle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, wanna, you were almost you wanna, just doled out the spectacle. You want a game where you feel good about yourself because you did a good job looking spectacular, and quick time gotcha. events don't offer that. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. La 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 la. Patent Pike gives five dollars. Says, "Have you heard about the guy who built a VR headset with an explosive charge in it that would kill you if you died in the game? Not for sale, sadly. That sounds more like an art project to me, Patent Pike." Well, and it was Palmer Lucky who built it, like the the creator of Oculus, and who who sold it to to Facebook, and who um, yeah, I feel like you don't really, you don't really make that as a joke. Yeah, everyone was picking it up like it was real, though. Go for it. Just if you want to play the, the kill yourself VR thing. Hmm. Well, could you be assured that it would uh, kill you instantly? Or would there be a chance of you just left horribly disfigured for the rest of your life? Yeah, that wouldn't be good. If you had to play one game and you were sure that you'd play it like this, but you wouldn't die, what game would you be sure of? What would you have the most confidence in going with the kill yourself VR headset? Boy, I wasn't prepared for this kind of question. Yeah, I know. Neither was I. Neither was I. I didn't think this was going to come here. Well, I guess it would have to be a game so good you'd never want to play any more games in your entire life or indeed live. No, but I was like, if someone was like, you will give you a million dollars if you can get through this game, but you what, have the what? VR kill yourself headset, so you need to get through without dying or failing. Is there oh, any I game see. You're confident I see. enough in? Any game I'm confident enough I could get through without dying. In your own skills, yeah. Uh, uh, well, the original Prey, because you don't die in that at all. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I fix. I figured out the loophole in the system. Yeah, Prince of Persia, the two thousand eight. 
Every time you die, you just get pulled back up. That'd be nice. There you go. Yeah. Astrius Guru 2000 gives five euros and says, I haven't had a Nintendo console since the SNES and the first grey Game Boy. Well, thanks for That's sharing. Astrius Guru 2000 doesn't really contribute to discussion, time. but I guess you just felt like we all needed to know that. You should get a Switch, SVS Guru. That's going to be our next stretch goal, is to get SVS Guru a Switch. He can set up his own fucking stretch goal. <laughs> what are we, a charity? <laughs> we got to spend all your money on fancy dinners in Wisconsin next year. <laughs> Gavinger gives $5 and says, which company would you trust to invent the holodeck? Nintendos won't have the safety protocols break and try to kill you, but fewer waifus. <laughs> that is true. Well, leaving aside the many technical issues with the holodeck. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would trust myself and nobody else to make the holodeck because uh, I would just kick the idea in the head and not bother because it would be dumb. Okay. I trust EA. Okay. Seems like they have a good head on their shoulders. Uh, what the fuck kind of data would they be able to harvest on you if they <laughs> got you in their holodeck? <laughs> They'd like measure your weight as you walked across the floor and then you get load of ads for weight loss equipment. <laughs> See, he has never done anything wrong. I dare you. I dare chat. I dare you to tell me one thing he has ever done wrong. Oh, that's a topic for another time. Uh, Gabe gives another five chuffs and says, fun fact, chuff stands for Confederatio Helvetica Frank, which is how our country is initialized. Don't ask me why. I, I'd like... That's a, font. that's a font, isn't it? It is. Is that a... Like what, what is Helvetica like a term for France? Or for think, Swiss? Think, oh, it's a Swiss typeface. So maybe Helvetica is like a term... It's the Swiss term for Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Fun fact. Nickel Shark gives 500 yen. And says, maybe Nintendo should try this gimmick, a console with modern amenities like an Ethernet port. You could never fit an Ethernet port on the Switch. Don't be silly, Nickel Shark. Get, uh, get out of here. You ask the impossible. Uh, and then Sinistar comes back with $5 and says, I'll make sure to shill for the escapist at my trial if I ever do start stealing babies, Marty. Thank you. Let us be your lawyers. I think we can get you off. Yeah, yeah. I, I play a con man in D and D. I thought you'd be a pretty good lawyer. I wrapped them around the my little finger. No, I was about to say I'll wrap them around the palm of my hand, but then I thought, wait, I'm mixing my metaphors there. <laughs> Spontaneous Sponge says, "Member for twenty months, early access." Says, "Switch is six year old, years old. We're doing a new platform." Well, welcome to an hour and a half ago, Spontaneous Sponge. Thanks for joining. I do though. agree. Got there in the end. I actually like, didn't know what we were going to talk about this week until I got to this comment, and then I went back in time and was like, we should talk about it. You're like the slowpoke meme you are. Oh, I think you're doing great, Spontaneous Sponge. Uh, SVS Guru 2000 gives five euros and says, I'd get nothing but penis enhancement pill ads after using the EA holodeck. Well, what what you, you're why implying, are you pulling out your penis on the holodeck? Oh, Marty. You're too innocent for this world. Wait a minute. I think a lot you of trying to have would, sex with stuff in the holodeck? A lot of people would ask, why wouldn't you take your penis out on the holodeck? <laughs> uh, well, that's the end of Super Chats. So I guess that's that topic completely resolved. 
Uh, glad to be of service, Internet. Uh, okay, well, I was Yati Croshaw, and that was Marty Sleaver over there. Hello, it's me. And uh, what have we got coming up this week? Well, later today is our final episode of uh, Pulsar Lost Colony with me and Marty and Jack. Dun, dun, dun. Well, maybe we'll finally figure out what the point of it all is. Maybe honest, we 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 probably won't. Is there a point to that game? Is there like an ending? Do you think that game can roll credits? Well, yeah, there's a there's a like a overhanging mission, isn't there? You got to find the lost colony. It says so in the title. Oh, that's literally yeah. That is after is pulsar, and then it's lost colony. I just yeah. keep fo focusing on the pulsar. Pulsar <laughs> lost colony. <laughs> Um, what else have we got coming up this week? Obviously, there's zero punctuation on, on Wednesday covering God of War Ragnarok. Come along with that. Yes, that'll yes, be a big yes. one. That'll yeah, be a, that'll be uh, that'll be a great one. Um, there'll be some contentious arguing in the comments of that one. No, never. Uh, later, oh, of course. and then oh, later of course, tonight, because I had nothing but praise for this Sony exclusive game. I'm sure. I'm sure. Unanimous praise. Uh, later tonight, after Pulsar, will be um, hidden gems with uh, Casey and Jesse playing Shadow Tactics again. Je Apparently, Casey liked it so much he wants to play it again. Oh, okay. uh, we'll have three MRs of stuff like the Night Witch and Soccer Story. Uh, I've been playing Soccer Story, and I really enjoy it. If you like mm. Golf Story or Dodgeball Academia, it's like a nice, chill pixel art um, uh, uh, golf RPG. Or no, uh, soccer RPG. Excuse me. Well, so. I understand how soccer works. There you go. Thank you, I World grew Cup up in Europe. Oh, I thought it was because you have World Cup fever. No, no. It's just growing up in Europe, you just sort of pick all this up from osmosis. I imagine. Yeah, I imagine. It's, yes. it's, it's For example, I know that when there's a big football match nearby to never leave the house. See? There you go. Because you might get murdered. Yeah, you don't yeah, you don't wanna you don't wanna get murdered. Don't get murdered. Uh, yes, yeah, and then all sorts of well, have all of our normal streams and uh, yep, punctuation yeah, we'll dropping for uh, everyone on YouTube everyone. on yeah. Thursday. And new adventure is nigh for everyone or for members. No no no. no, 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 just members, just the just the cool kids, Only the fancies. On Saturday, the next uh, thrilling installment that was left on such a good cliffhanger in mm -hmm. the last episode, which you should see if you haven't seen because it's on YouTube, available for everyone now. And uh, I guess that'll be it from us. Sorry, Toffee. Time to wake up and earn your kibble. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. Bye, everyone. See you guys <laughs> in a little over two hours. Toffee Pants Dance. Toffee Pants Dance. Toffee Please dance, give the chance to do the Toffee Pants Dance. Bye, then. Bye, everyone.